Toho, the most famous of all Japanese movie studios, first made its name in the West for the extraordinary masterworks of Akira Kurosawa. But they really struck box office gold with the wildly colorful kaiju Aiga monster movies that began in 1954 with the original Godzilla, it, the creation of director Ishiro Honda and special effects wizard Aiji Tsuburaya. Now, for the first time on DVD, and in their original Toho scope aspect ratios, Sony Pictures presents three Honda classics that display the enormous breadth of the Toho magic during its glory years. The H-Man, Battle in Outer Space, and Mothra are presented in both their Japanese and U.S. versions. So travel back to the days before CGI, when special effects were real, and the results were spectacular. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, week whatever the fuck it is of Kai- Kaiju Three. Month, part me, or two for those of you that don't speak Japanese like myself, Mothra, 1961. You heard what the back of the fucking DVD case for Toho Collection had to say, <laughs> which was nothing about Mothra. It briefly mentioned Mothra, but that was about it. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Paul, get us started. All right, let's start with the top three first. For number three, even though they mentioned radiation and atomic weapons a bunch of times throughout this movie... Mothra's rampage wasn't actually prompted by any man-made weapons, and this film wasn't a social commentary on the dangers of atomic warfare. This was a nice change from Gojira and Rodan. Not that those things are bad, but, you know, it's nice to kind of get away from the cliché kaiju moral lesson and all that. Number two, even as a larva, Mothra was nearly invincible. The military couldn't even break through his cocoon, and when he was in his final form, he was just unstoppable. Neither volcano nor bubble machine could take him down. You know, they just they just like set fire to it, and they were like, "Yay, we won!" And then it was like, "No, nope. no, you didn't. <laughs> you just made Mothra stronger." And number one, I like how this movie ended. Zen and the other reporters used church bells to imitate the song that the tiny ladies used to summon Mothra in order to calm down the beast so that they could bring the tiny ladies to him. So in the end, Mothra was not defeated. The humans didn't even come close to taking him down. Last time I saw a a kaiju movie like that was Gamera when they sent him out into space. So it's nice to see the monsters win for once. And hey, just like the Gamera movie, Mothra has her own theme song. Exactly. So, for me, number three, Zen, also known as the Snapping Turtle, actually proves himself to be a badass at one point in the movie, taking on four of Nelson's goons at one time. Nelson being this, like, criminal mastermind from a foreign nation or some shit, like, but Zen actually, like, engages in fisticuffs, and I'm like, whoa, man, I I didn't think you had that in you. Yeah, it was a great scene, because it definitely looks like he did it by accident, but he owned that shit. Snapping turtle? Turtle. Turtle hermit. Maybe they based Master Roshi off of him. I think he made a, made a connection that Was works. never meant to be <laughs> exactly. made. Exactly. <laughs> Number two. The tiny beauties, as they're referred to, are actually quite attractive, and their songs are entrancing, to say the least. And they're actually the focal point of a lot of the movie, and uh, everything happens because of them. They're they're a central role, and I like them that way. And then number one, the special effects in this film are pretty great, especially for 1961. Aside from the Barbie-type dolls that were obviously used to portray the tiny beauties when they were captured, 
the miniatures, the explosions. Mothra in all of her forms are just amazing for the time, and I personally think it still holds up today as far as practical effects go. So, on to the bottom. What, what could we find wrong with this movie? All right, so this isn't necessarily a complaint, but I had to point it out anyways. There's a decent amount of scenes where the vehicles and soldiers are clearly toys, and there's a lot of scenes where, like, the soldiers are superimposed onto scenes, and it's pretty hilarious. I know it's 1961, but, oh my God, it, it definitely looks looks really funny. Now you're just being nitpicky, you Mothra fucker. Yeah, I, yeah, I gotta find something to dislike. Number two. So Mothra is only shown in his final form at the end of the film. For the most part, he's just a giant larva swimming into ocean, headbutting boats, and bumping into skyscrapers and knocking them over. Granted, he was a pretty badass larva, but, you know, he's still a giant larva. <laughs> and number one, fucking Nelson. Like, every problem of this film could have been avoided had he just brought the tiny ladies back to Infant Island. Mothra wouldn't have shown up and begun destroying New Kirk City. I get that the theme of this movie was about greed, putting material means above, you know, culture and civilization, but seriously, there's no way anyone would have gone to one of his, one of his shows after Mothra was destroying the city. The whole scenario with him just seemed kind of contrived. He was very, like, comic book-esque villain, and I don't know. He was a dick. Fuck Nelson. I don't know. Uh, compared to a lot of, like, villains in movies who are just dicks for the sake of being dicks, I think Nelson actually, like, kind of embodied that in a good way. Like, I actually enjoyed him being a dick to see his downfall. I would have liked it if Zen had beaten the shit out of him at the end instead of him getting shot up. That would be great. I also imagine that he just watched King Kong one too many times, and when he saw the, the tiny beauties, it's like, this is my chance. Finally. <laughs> so, for me, the bottom, number three, the natives of Infant Island are slaughtered, but instead of fighting back against the people that are slaughtering them... They just continue to clack rocks together, like, trying to be menacing while they're being shot to pieces. Like, it makes no sense. Like, throw the rocks or something. They were summoning Mothra, who would, you know, avenge them. No, Mothra was summoned through dancing and song, not through rock clacking. Mothra is summoned however the fuck he wants to be summoned. Number two. Mothra isn't mentioned until the 31-minute mark of the movie. We don't see Mothra until the 46-minute mark, and that's only in the larva state. And then Mothra's final form doesn't arrive until 84 fucking minutes into this movie. And you know what? This movie is only, like, 100 minutes long. So you've only got, like, 16 minutes of the movie with Mothra in it. And Mothra's not even in it for those 16 minutes. What, does larva Mothra not count to you? No. No, it doesn't. Oh, uh, but he was so adorable. But it was, like, headbutting butting boats like, and shit. Larva throw, not Mothra. Mothra <laughs> implies moth. Baby throw, caterpie throw. <laughs> I don't know. Weedle throw. <laughs> and then number one, I'm really confused about the country of Reliska. Is it supposed to be Russia, China, the U.S., some other country, or an amalgam of all of them? Their symbol is a sickle and star, like the Russian-Chinese flag, you know, some kind of communist combination. But they all speak English. The, I mean, the fuck, man? Why are you messing with my mind like that? Come on. And, and, and then in Reliska, they have religion? That's not allowed in communist countries. Like, do they even know what the fuck they're talking about? I think they just assume all white countries speak English and have religion. But Nelson wasn't white. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. That was, it was very confused. I don't think the creators know either, to be perfectly honest. 
So something we haven't mentioned, though, is uh, dialogue of this film, which actually was pretty fun. So let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. So we'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who has the better quotes. I'll, I'll get us started. What you think? All right. All right. Sounds good. We're sandwiched between a typhoon and radiation. Allow me to introduce my lovely fairies. A lot of people may suffer because of your greed. Shut up. I'm not letting you go. Even if Mothra comes. Oh no, I forgot to take pictures. We've already started. There will be no more interviews. Relax. The latest guillotine doesn't make a sound. Thank you. Mothra is waiting. Goodbye. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or would like to say anything else about it, please leave it in the comments below. So it's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10. So I have to say, Mothra is a kaiju movie that doesn't rely solely on its monster to make the movie fun. Sure, Mothra is a big draw and is awesome in and of herself, but the movie stands by itself even without the kaiju. The majority of the film is about a greedy foreigner who wants to exploit tiny women from a nuclear test site. They blend humor and drama to create a fun story. The addition of Mothra, however, takes it from being a good movie to a great movie. Fortunately, the visuals and special effects hold up very well. Aside from the Barbie-like dolls with, you know, today's film history and create a believable scenario. I don't even know where the fuck I was going with that. But on top of it all, Mothra has a purpose other than destruction. She is the protector of the natives on Infant Island, giving her a semblance of personality unlike most kaiju of the period. Plus, she has a theme song, pushing her even further into kaiju badassdom. And theme songs sung by two not-bad-looking... Um, Tiny women. beauties. Yep. So, that's a plus, too. All right. Of all the giant monsters to thrash Japan, Mothra isn't exactly the most imposing of the bunch. Sure, he's a virtually unstoppable ancient being with a cult of devote worshippers. However, that doesn't take away from the fact that he's a giant moth butterfly thing. To make things worse, throughout the majority of the movie, he isn't even a moth. He's a fucking larva. In a universe with giant lizards, three-headed monsters, and dinosaurs sprouting up from beneath the Earth's surface, it's hard to take a creature like Mothra seriously. That being said, Mothra did manage to show off some cool feats, proving that even an insect can become a city-wide threat as long as he's large enough and has the support of a couple of tiny women. The movie as a whole was pretty good. story largely followed the basic kaiju format with a few unique aspects here and there. However, I think Mothra works better in a group of giant monsters rather than as a singular threat. So there you have it. If you have any final thoughts, let us know in the comments below. I think it's time, though, that we tell you how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this movie, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone is in a military uniform, take a drink. Number two, every time Nelson pulls a gun on somebody, take a drink. Number three, whenever natives are shown on Infant Island, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone speaks in English, take a drink. Wait, we watched this in Japanese. And of course, number five, because it's Kaiju Month, every time you hear a kaiju's name, take a drink. Every time the tiny ladies sing about Mothra, take a drink. Every time someone says Nelson's name, take a drink. Every time someone talks about covering a story, take a drink. And every time you see a toy tank or military vehicle, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. 
If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else BMovie-related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at BMovieBros at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash BMovieBros, follow us on Twitter at BMovieBros, or my personal Twitter at BMoviePaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website BMovieBros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So we've come to the end of week three of Kaiju Month Part 2. I think it's time we rank our films. Um, in the number three spot for me, Rodan. I, I don't remember much about it. There were there were two like screeching pterodactyl-y things and some some worms and explosions. The volcano too. Number two, the main character, Gojira, king of the monsters, nuclear breath, soapboxing of you know nuclear technology speeches and whatnot, and you know a really terrible-looking foam Godzilla costume, which was kind of badass. Number one, Mothra, a film that actually kind of holds up to today's standards and could have stood alone even without its kaiju, its namesake. Gojira was dethroned in um, your list. Indeed. All right, number three, Rodan. I liked the film, but I didn't feel like Rodan really stood out too much. I mean, he was flying and he had supersonic speed, but he just kind of came off as another kaiju and something about radiation. Number two, Mothra. I know he's a giant moth and he's fun to make fun of, but he was pretty cool in his own right. And, you know, he had these two tiny women that were not bad looking, so that's a plus. Number one, I'm giving it to Gojira, the OG. It's such a unique and interesting film. It's got great social commentary. And, I mean, it's the first introduction of Godzilla. How do you, how do you top that? Well, I guess we're, uh, we're going to find out next week as we check out the final movie of Kaiju Month for us, Ooh. which is going to be Ghidorah, the three-headed monster from whatever the fuck year it came out. And if I remember correctly, this one has Godzilla, Mothra, and Rodan in it. Whoa! So we're in for quite a treat. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on one night. Oh, see you in the room.